0: Open your Bibles with me this morning to Luke chapter 8, Luke chapter 8. To open our worship this day and a sober aspect of it, let me read to you the 18th verse. Take heed, therefore, how ye hear, for whosoever hath, to him shall be given, and whosoever hath not, From him shall be taken even that which he seemeth to have. This is the word of the Lord. Three comments, three points from the 18th verse of Luke 8. First, the word therefore is drawing a conclusion from some things that have already been spoken by our Savior in this chapter, which is the parable of the sower. There are four responses to the word of God, and they're found in verses 11 through 15. Where the Savior said, now the parable is this. The seed is the word of God and the preaching of God's word. Here are four responses that take place. Those by the wayside are they that hear. So they're in the presence of preaching. They come to church. They hear, then cometh the devil and taketh away the word out of their hearts, lest they should believe and be saved. They don't prepare. They don't focus. They don't review, their mind wanders, they daydream, and the devil takes away anything that could have delivered them from a foolish and wasted life. That's the wayside hearer. Verse 13, they on the rock are they, which, when they hear, receive the word with joy, and these have no root, which for a while believe, and in time of temptation fall away. They have a few difficulties in their life, a little temptation, a little loss, a little persecution, a trial of their faith, and while they rejoiced with joy when they heard it, they only believed for a little while. Jesus said, Ye are my disciples, if ye continue in my word. These didn't continue. They're not the true disciples of Jesus Christ. They waste the word of God. They were in church, and they heard it, and they're better than the wayside hearers. They were focusing on it, They rejoiced at what they heard, but then because there was some difficulty, some opposition, a price to pay, a cost to bear, a cross to bear, they give up. Verse 14, And that which fell among thorns are they, which, when they have heard, go forth and are choked with cares and riches and pleasures of this life, and bring no fruit to perfection. They come and hear the preaching of God's Word as well, and they go out, and the issue is not with them a trial or persecution or difficulty. The issue is the attraction of all the fun things in the world that to them are more exciting than God's Word. And we live in a generation where the pleasure and prosperity and luxury of living in America assaults all of us with more opportunities and options for our lives than any other generation that we can read about. And so when we look at the 14th verse, we can understand they're choked. So they don't bring any fruit to perfection. Though they heard it, though they agreed with it, they went out. And before Sunday was over, their minds were already mostly taken away from the thought of heavenly things. And through the rest of the week, they're just all wrapped up with the things of this life. Verse 15. But that on the good ground are they which in an honest and good heart, having heard the word keep it, and bring forth fruit with patience. They patiently endure any negative events. They choose to keep it because they realize it's more important than anything else that the world has to offer them. And so they do bring forth fruit, some 30-fold, some 60, and some 100, as the other gospel accounts tell us. Those are the four responses to the gospel. One, you can sit here and daydream warming foam rubber, without of any of it having an impact on you and the devil takes it away and you don't remember the sermon and you're gone. Or you have a little difficulty facing you in your life right now and you get discouraged and so you don't bring forth fruit when a real man has prepared himself that he knows there's going to be difficulties in this life. Jesus said, in this world ye shall have tribulation. That's right. But be of good cheer. I have overcome the world. Amen. Then there is all the things that the world throws at us in the 14th verse that choke us out because we're too occupied and we're caring too much and thinking too much about the things of this life instead of the things of the next life and the things of the Lord Jesus Christ. And then there's those that bear much fruit. Four responses to the gospel indicated by the word, therefore. Now the second point I would like to make is the Savior said, take heed Therefore, how ye hear. Don't worry about anyone else and how they hear. Don't worry about the apostles and how they heard. Don't worry about the Jews and how they heard versus the Gentiles. Take heed, therefore, how ye hear. And he was speaking to his twelve. I'm speaking to you. I'm speaking to all of you one at a time. Take heed how you, in modern English, hear, meaning every single one of you. How are you going to hear today? How are you going to hear? Are you going to be a wayside here from verse 12? Are you going to be a stony ground here of 13? A thorny ground here of 14? Or a good ground here of 15? The point being, my second point is this. It is your choice. Right? Amen. It is your choice right now how you will hear what is done today in the worship of God in this place. You're here. So you've done what all four did, but now it's a choice. I want to hear God speak to me today, and what God says to me today, I'm going to not only rejoice in it, I'm going to keep it, and I'm going to go out of this place, and I'm going to reform my life and conform my life to His Word and away from this world. It's a choice. And if Jesus Christ were here, and you wouldn't be daydreaming right now if He were here, As we just heard in the back room about the Mount of Transfiguration, these are his words. Take heed, therefore how ye hear. Because the consequences are in the second half of the verse. 18. For whosoever hath, this is the man that has spiritual understanding and has a walk with God. And he is in verse 15, the good ground hearer, for whosoever hath, to him shall be given. He is going to have a closer walk with God, and the Lord's going to give him more of his spiritual presence and more spiritual understanding of the Bible. Amen. And whosoever hath not, the man that doesn't have much of a walk with God, the man that doesn't have much spiritual understanding. Whosoever hath not, from him shall be taken even that which he seemeth to have. What he thinks he has, the little bit of knowledge that he thinks he has, the Lord's going to take that away. So the blind get blinder, and the seeing see better, the rich get richer, the poor get poorer. However you want to look at it, there are consequences to how you hear God's word. This is not a book written by men. This is not a book written by your pastor. I don't have my ideas to give you today. I'm just an ambassador from the God of heaven to each of us. Take heed, therefore, how we hear. There is severe punishment for those that neglect the word of God. Yesterday I tried to write you an opening statement in the preparatory email that said this. The consequences of neglecting a gift are based on three things. The intrinsic value of the gift the high office of the one giving and the low position of the one receiving. To the degree that the person giving a gift is a high and lofty person, to the degree that the person receiving it is low and desperate, and to the degree that the gift is in itself intrinsically valuable, those three things combine for great responsibility of thanksgiving and obedience. Now, when we take those three factors and we thank God, there's none higher than the Lord God of heaven. And us, there's none lower. Right. We're below the angels. And the truth and the wisdom of God's word, He has given to us, the combination is irrepressible. That's right. We must humble ourselves and submit to this text of Scripture, Take heed, therefore, how ye hear. You'll give an account for this day. You'll give an account for every word that comes out of this pulpit. You won't be asked to memorize it or to quote it back, but you'll be asked how it affected your life. Because the Lord's led me to give you some things from His word. It's not from me, it's from Him. And it is indeed the words of God. And I hope that we will consider very carefully today. I don't want us to go into Romans chapters 9, 10, 11 and read about God's blinding of Israel and think that we've been saved because we're Gentiles and he's grafted us in. I want to tell you something before I end my first sermon. He is able to cut us Gentile branches off easier than he cut off the natural branches of that tree. Be not high-minded, but fear, is what he would say in Romans chapter 11. We are supposed to pass the time of our sojourning here in this world in fear. And this is one of the things to fear, that when God gives us his word... We better bear fruit with it, because to whom much is given, much shall be required. He that knew his master's will and didn't do it was beaten with many stripes. And we know our master's will, and we're going to know it better today. Amen. Let us pray. Father in heaven, blessed God and the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, we thank Thee for this warning. We thank Thee that You have put it in writing to us, and that you have sent it to us this morning, that we should take heed as to how we hear the precious truth of your glorious gospel, the glad tidings of good things that you have sent to us about your Son, the ransom and redemption of our souls. Heavenly Father, have mercy upon us this day. O Lord God, we ask that you would reveal your Son even clearer to us, And that we would see the height that you hold on your holy throne in heaven. And the depths to which you have stooped to show mercy even to men here on earth. And this wonderful gift of salvation and the glorious news of it. That you have sent to our ears. And that you have put in our hands the very words of God. We thank you for these things. We see and we feel the responsibility to be thankful We are bound to give thanks always to Thee, O God, for having loved us from the beginning and chosen us to salvation through sanctification of the Spirit and belief of the truth. Heavenly Father, O Lord God, we draw nigh to Thee this morning, and we pray that You will speak the word and revive our souls, that You will reach forth Your hand and lift us from the miry clay and the stormy waters of our lives and set our feet upon a rock and establish our goings, that we will see Thee and delight in Thee, and that we will, as good ground, hear the word of God this day and resolve in our hearts that, yes, Lord, I will do that. Here am I, send me, and that we will go forth from this place for the better and not for the worse. We thank Thee for all the truth that Thou hast shown us, but we tremble this day, lest You take any of it from us because we have been neglectful of it. Our Father in heaven, we do thank Thee for the Lord Jesus Christ, the Lord of heaven and earth. We thank Thee for the only mediator between God and men. We thank Thee for the final sacrifice, the only high priest, the apostle of our profession. We thank Thee for the head of this church and its cornerstone. We thank Thee for the great bishop of our souls and the great shepherd of the sheep. It's all wrapped up in the Lord Jesus Christ. He is King of kings and Lord of lords. He is our beloved and dear brother. And we pray that this day in here, he might receive all the preeminence. We are nothing. And the pastor of this church is less than nothing. But Heavenly Father, we thank Thee for the Lord Jesus Christ and the forgiveness of sins and the hope of glory. We thank Thee that He commissioned apostles to preach that gospel and sent it to Gentiles according to your perfect will. We thank you that we have heard the joyful sound. And we pray that we would respond to it this day with joy and thanksgiving and obedience. Forgive us our sins. Forgive us our neglect of the Savior. Forgive us our rejection of things that we have known we should do, and we didn't do them. Oh, Lord, we see what you did to your church of the Old Testament when they rebelled against the preaching of the prophets to them, O Lord, have mercy upon us, for we are less than they when it comes to the natural or wild branches of your kingdom. We thank thee for this nation in which we live, that we can preach so plainly and boldly without fear. We pray for our rulers, and we're thankful for them. We're thankful for raising up a government in the world that allows us these liberties, and we pray that you will preserve them through their decisions on our behalf, and by your mercy. We pray for your churches in every place. Heavenly Father, we ask nothing for ourselves that we do not ask as well for each of them. Where there are preachers in sincerity and hearers in sincerity as well, bless them this day with the same measure that we ask for ourselves. We can do nothing without thee. So we ask for your Holy Spirit to be upon us and within us, and to lift us this day. O oh Lord, we need Thee every hour. Dear Lord, come to us now and bless us as we rejoice in Your Word and we'll thank You and we'll praise You. In Jesus' name, Amen. amen.